Hi there. You're listening to the Paralegals on Fire podcast show, where you'll be getting tips and actionable strategies that you can use right now to fast track your paralegal career. I'm your host, Ann Pearson, former paralegal and paralegal manager who left big law in the concrete jungle to start my own company, the Paralegal Bootcamp, where we give online courses that help paralegals make more money, increase their job security, and cut out the learning curve. All right, let's jump right into today's episode. Are you on the verge of burnout or are you just busy? Being a paralegal is stressful. How do you handle that stress? Do you push through, try to get more done in less time, work weekends, nights, think that you can somehow make up for it with your paralegal superpower? Or is that stress leading you into something far worse, like burnout? We're going to talk about paralegal burnout in this week's episode. But just like all of our other podcast episodes, I'm also going to give you some actionable strategies to help you get out of burnout so that eventually, maybe, you can enjoy your paralegal career again. First, let's define burnout. According to AALM, that's the Attorney at Law magazine, Burnout is an enduring state of exhaustion that manifests mentally, physically, and emotionally, and is caused by the stressors of the workplace. This particular article went on to talk about how lawyers are particularly susceptible to burnout because of things like client expectations, court deadlines, aggressive, ambitious colleagues, long work hours, and missed family time. And you know what? As paralegals working under the direct supervision of attorneys, all of those things are things that paralegals deal with too. We can also add one other thing to that list, which is dealing with a stressed out attorney. According to the World Health Organization, burnout costs us $125 billion per year. Yes, that was a B, billion, $125 billion a year. I've had some conversations with some paralegals recently who got so burnt out they left the profession, a career that they'd invested 10 or 15 years of their life into, and thousands of dollars in education. And this was before the Great Resignation. The ones I've talked to that left during the Great Resignation said now that they've had a break, they realized that they were experiencing burnout before the pandemic, and that was just the final straw or the gasoline that was put on the fire. It wasn't the pandemic that started the burnout. They were already there. The pandemic just poured the gasoline on it. Now, burnout is not new, but I think we can all agree that issues surrounding the ability to fill those vacant paralegal positions is bringing paralegal burnout to a new level. The work still has to get done. It's not as if that attorney can just decide not to serve those discovery responses on a case that has no paralegal assigned to it. And that's one contributing factor to burnout, the feeling of, having a lack of control. And that lack of control comes from you not being the recruiting and hiring manager to find those new paralegals. So it's not up to you when they fill those positions and you're making up for the slack in between. How do you know if you're burnt out? Here are some common symptoms. One, the obvious one, mental and physical exhaustion. Not just the occasional afternoon where you need a latte for a pick-me-up. I'm talking about pure exhaustion. And from my own experience, I can tell you the first sign to this is, how do you feel when you get out of bed in the morning? Are you normally someone who wakes up without an alarm or right at the alarm? 
and you hop out of bed, maybe not skipping down the hallway to the bathroom, but you get out of bed and you feel good. You feel okay. And now all of a sudden you find yourself pushing the snooze button three times and feeling more like you want to call in sick. The second symptom or another one, and these could be all at the same time. Let's hope. Let's hope you don't have all of these at the same time. But the second one is cynicism. And that's towards your employer, your colleagues, your boss, and basically cynicism about everything to do with your job. If you've already got that list of pros and cons for leaving your job or leaving the profession entirely, that's a good sign that you're smack in the middle of burnout. Another one is detachment. How do you know if you're feeling detached about work? Well, the first sign is that you're spending more and more time on social media and other distractions rather than doing the work that you have to do. That's not being lazy or wanting to take advantage of the firm usually. It's not just that you just want to collect a paycheck. Look at that carefully and notice, were you always the type that would do that? Or do you just now find yourself on social media more, procrastinating on those big projects? That's detachment. The feeling that you don't care that you're not getting your work done. Next up, you're feeling disengaged. That's similar to detachment, but this can also include disengaged from your coworkers, disengaged from your family, disengaged with caring about doing work that's rewarding to you. Another one is feeling a lack of effectiveness. I think this will hit close to home for those who are picking up the slack when you're short-staffed. You want to do a good job. But it's hard to do that when you don't have the time because you're doing the work of two and a half people. Just that overall feeling of I'm ineffective. I can't do all of this and get it done right. Another one, you're not sleeping well. Now, this could be a symptom and an effect of paralegal burnout. Also, feeling like you have no control over what to do or how to get things done. That's why people are more likely to leave a job where they're being micromanaged, essentially. This feeling like you have no control and no respect, that's the start of job burnout. Another one is maybe the feeling like you're being taken advantage of at work. And this probably hits home if you're one of the paralegals making up for the lack of paralegals in your office. And then finally, you're easily agitated and irritable especially at work, but you're probably also carrying that irritability home. Burnout's going to look different for everyone. For me, it's irritability and exhaustion and a pattern of waking up at like 4 a.m. and not being able to go back to sleep. That's when I know I'm headed down that slippery slope to burnout. But I've also headed down that slippery slope many times and climbed back up. It didn't require me leaving my profession or closing my business from the burnout. So now let me give you some of the steps that you could look at that could help you prevent burnout. Or if you feel like you're already headed that way, maybe it could reduce some of the impact and get you back to normal sooner. One is find all of the available resources. And I'm using the word all and stressing that. I would put it in caps if this was in writing. Find all of the available resources that you have. That could be support from family, friends, and colleagues. It could be something as simple as a neighbor who can walk your dog for you in the afternoon so that you're not so stressed about leaving your dog home when you have to work late. It could be your firm's employee assistance program, if you have one. I have to tell you, that is one of the most underutilized resources in an organization. 
it's there for you. And it has so many things from short-term counseling, referrals to outside counseling, all kinds of services for just about everything that can be happening in your life, your personal life too. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is take a break. Maybe it's just an afternoon or just a day, or maybe the best you can get is a weekend off that you don't have to look at your work email for four days in a row. The best option here is if you could take that, have four consecutive days in a row to decompress. Look, I know very well what it's like to be sitting there and you might be thinking, but if I can get this project closer to being finished, I could work through my lunchtime, just continue working, push through it, push through it. And before you know it, you've skipped your lunch break. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. You're starving. You grab some of those crappy peanut butter and crackers for energy. So next up, review your work habits and how they affect you. In other words, do you really have to answer that email that comes in at 8 p.m. on a Tuesday? Do you really have to skip your lunch break three days in a row? I know there's always going to be those exceptions, like when you're getting ready for trial or a big real estate closing. But in between those times, you've got to have some weeks where you leave work at a normal time, you go home, you have a normal life outside the office. Which brings me to number four, self-care. What is self-care? Well, I did an entire episode on it when I interviewed Heather Gonzalez. I'll put a link to that episode in the show notes. And it was one of our more popular episodes, which led me to why I figured I needed to do one on burnout. So rather than repeat all of what she suggested there, I would suggest that you go and listen to that episode when you're done with this one. Something I would add to what we discussed in that podcast episode is the idea of valuing your time. Give yourself one non-negotiable, non-work activity that you do every day, whether it's a morning walk, meditation, an evening walk, cooking a healthy dinner, something that makes you feel better after you do it, and that you set a routine to do it every day. Remember, non-work activity though. And finally, number five is to set boundaries. I know we hear that so often, but it's so critical, especially if you're on the verge of that burnout. Now you've got to set the boundaries with your work time and your personal time. This kind of goes back to number three about reviewing your work habits. Are those habits being compromised by a lack of boundaries? Because if you're setting boundaries, you're saying, no, I'm not going to skip my lunch break. Maybe I'll cut it short. Maybe I'll do 30 minutes instead of an hour, but I'm not going to skip it entirely. For this one, you're going to want to communicate those boundaries to others. I did an episode on communication a while back. I'll put a link to that one too in the show notes, and you can visit that after you finish listening to this one. Now, if you're a manager or an attorney listening to this episode, you might be thinking, whoa, whoa, Anne, don't be telling our paralegals that they shouldn't be working 60-hour work weeks. We're so short-staffed right now, and the work just has to get done. Well, I can tell you from personal experience that if your paralegals don't do something to address their burnout or prevent the burnout, you'll be even more short-staffed soon because paralegal burnout doesn't just fix itself. It doesn't just, quote, go away. Managers, you know, think about those symptoms or effects that the burnout is having and ask yourself, Do you want your paralegals to be detached and disengaged? We all know what happens when someone detaches and doesn't care as much anymore about their work. Burnout employees are three times more likely to quit. Look up the statistics. Three times more likely to quit if they're burnout. If you're a paralegal who thinks you might be headed toward burnout or already there, 
it's important for you to take action right now, today, to prevent that from getting worse. It's not going to just go away because you finished that big stressful project. You can do some of these things that I talked about to help yourself and do it now, no matter how busy you are. As I close out this episode, I'd also suggest that you read a guest blog article that we have. It was from Anna Landano, and it was six tips to reduce paralegal stress. It's on our paralegal blog. Just Google paralegal bootcamp blog and it'll come up. And hers was recently, at least it was in the past few weeks. I'll put a link in the show notes for you to grab that. Anna gave some great tips in that article. I really suggest that you read that. And if you have any tips on dealing with burnout, post them in our episode page on the website. This one you can find at paralegal-bootcamp.com forward slash paralegal podcast dash episode 38. One final tip, write down those five things on a post-it note and put it next to your computer. Do the abbreviated version. I'll give them to you here. One, find all available resources. Two, take a break. Three, review work habits. Four, find time for self-care. And five, set boundaries. All right, I look forward to seeing you or you listening to me in our next episode, which is going to be great. I've got an interview for our next episode, and it's an interview with the, and I use the in capitals, the paralegal career coach. I'm really excited to get that one to you guys. All right, that's it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening. And please take a quick minute and leave a review of the podcast and share this episode with just one colleague or friend who you think would benefit from what we discussed today. Share the knowledge and the entire paralegal profession elevates. See you next week. Bye for now.